Thanks, guys. Are you having fun? Who thought that we had some uber-cute sheep? Give me a little wave if you think we had some uber-cute sheep. Have we got any sheep here? Here's a little sheep, little sheep chester. Give us a little wave. Wonderful. Well, I've got the privilege of uh, talking to you this morning at this Christmas carol service. And are you feeling Christmassy? I think I need to ask that question again. Are you feeling Christmassy? Yeah, Christmas is a time for twinkling lights, isn't it? How many of you at home have got some twinkling lights? Give me a little wave. Yeah, twinkling lights. Well, you will have heard that reading that was done earlier from 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And in that reading, we heard about how Christmas is all tied up with this idea of lights. Let me read it to you. Those people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. And I think for those of us that live in the 21st century, where turning on a light switch is all you need in order to get lights, it kind of makes this story and this whole idea of light in the darkness seem, well, you know, so what? And so what I want to do over the next few minutes is just tell you two simple stories to try and illustrate what Isaiah and also Jesus were doing when they were talking about light in the darkness. The first story comes from this last summer. We as a family, we went to Cornwall. Who's been to Cornwall? Yeah. Who's been camping? We were camping in Cornwall. And we weren't just camping in Cornwall, we were camping on a super rural site. And for us, this was wonderful. However, when we arrived at that site, it was about 7 p.m., we put up our tents, and then Karis and I, my oldest daughter, we decided we were going to walk to the nearest shop so that we could buy some milk and bread. We didn't quite know how far this shop was. And it was about 7 p.m., so we wandered down. It takes us a little bit longer than we think. And when we get to the village, all of the shops are closed. And so we turn around, and we suddenly realize that dusk is no longer dusk. It's now post-dusk, i.e. night. And we've got to try and find our way back to our campsite down those long Cornish roads. And after just a few minutes, I start wondering to myself, are we lost? Are we lost? But we keep on walking. And then after about 40 minutes, and after climbing up this long hill, Karis turns to me and she says, Dad, I don't think we came up this hill before. At which point it's confirmed that we are well and truly lost on Cornish roads, we have no idea where we are, we have no phone with us, we have no light source with us, and we're walking on these crazy roads as drivers are shooting past us, and at any moment we could get knocked down. In that moment, I understood the power of light in darkness. What did Karis and I need more than anything? Light. My second story is about fish. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say the word fish? 
My story is about fish, and not just any type of fish, a very particular type of fish. And I couldn't actually find a photo of the particular type of fish, but these fish live in the Peak District in a cave which is known to locals as the Devil's Derriere. And these fish are a very particular type of fish because they live in the dark. And although they have eyes, they've lost the use of their eyes. At some point, obviously, they swam into this cave and they got cut off from the world. And over generations, they've lost the use of their eyes. They are people or they are fish that are used to living in the darkness. Here we have some crazy campers and some fish, and both of them need one thing. They need light. Isaiah put it like this, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. And then 700 years later, this man called Jesus walks into our world, and this man says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have light. And so really all I want to do is ask you a question, a very simple question. What on earth was Jesus all uh, talking about? What does he mean by him being the light? And I've just got three very simple ideas for you. The first is this. Darkness is always and will always be the absence of something. Let me give you an example. If I was to say to you, what is hunger? You'd say, hunger is the absence of a full belly. In the same way, darkness is the absence of light. And Jesus is saying that for humanity, humanity has learned how to live in the absence of God, who is light. God is light. God is the light that brings his life into our world. And this story in Christmas is saying that humanity, like those fish, have got used to swimming around in the darkness. They've got used to that. Secondly, darkness is disorientating. How many of you have ever been like properly lost in the dark? See a few hands. It's really disorientating, isn't it? Very quickly you start to think, I'm not quite sure where I've come from. I'm not quite sure where I need to go. To be honest, I don't even know where to step next because I'm so disorientated. And that's a great picture of what life looks like without the illuminating light of Jesus. Life can be disorientating. How many of you have looked around at the world at the moment and think, this is crazy? This is a crazy world we live in. Jesus is the light that brings his illuminating power into our crazy world. And finally, I want to just say, Jesus didn't say a philosophy is the light of the world. Jesus didn't say a set of rules is the light of the world. Jesus didn't say a way of life is the light of the world. Jesus says if you want to understand what true, everlasting light and life looks like, look at me. Jesus makes it very personal. It's a personal call to you and I. When you look at the life of Jesus and you hear what he says, is he the one that illuminates the world around us with everlasting light or not? 
And so really this Christmas in the midst of all the twinkle, in the midst of all of the turkey, I think there's one simple question that each one of us here can ask ourselves. And it's this, when you think about Jesus, you think about what he has said, is he the one who brings true everlasting light into the disorientating world that we live in or not? Because if he is, you should listen to him. If he's not, you should ignore him. But you can't just pass him by as if he's not relevant. Jesus said, I am the light of the world.